Raymond. Raymond, Raymond, Raymond. Okay, I... <clears throat> I felt inspired to do a digital diary. But first, I want to first... I was sitting here thinking how much I'm just really... And people probably can get tired of hearing this. How grateful I am to our listeners and our followers. Because without them, you know... We, we couldn't be doing this. And um, the world is such a small world. Because I told you the story of uh, my friend who ran into the, the receptionist. I had a mom in Virginia that listened to our show. And I just thought that was beautiful. And that her mom in Virginia would... Um, they had four other friends. She had four other friends that would meet once a week. And they just sit and listen to Dare to Be Better with Ray and Sid. I just think that's beautiful. But... I ran into another individual yesterday that asked if I was the Sid on Ray and Sid. And uh, it, was at, it was at a hamburger joint. And I just thought that was incredible that of all the places he heard my voice when I was ordering my hamburger and wanted to know if I was the Sid of Ray and Sid. But he said he listens to our show all the time and just loves it. And I'm just truly grateful for our viewers because, and our followers, our listeners, our people who, you know, just take the time to pass us along and to listen. You guys have so many options and so many choices. So anyway, I just want everyone to know how grateful I am that, you know, that you listen so anyway <clears throat> but I have something to actually ramble about this time I have a friend and they are starting a dentist's office it's two guys they're starting a dentist's office and um, I'm watching you know I'm watching them start this dentist's office one of them has a lot of personal stuff, a lot of personal stuff going on. I think he's in, I don't know, I don't know this other guy, but I think he's in the middle of a divorce and, um, and he's having some children issues. I guess some of his kids are teenagers, which I'm just going to say that teenage years can be a bit challenging. But anyway, so the friend of mine... I'm watching him plug along, man. He digs his freaking heels in. He's out. You know, he he has his own clients, but he's also working to land more clients since they're now moving out onto their own. And he's out building this building and, and uh, checking with all of the, well, really running the subs, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I'm watching him really put 100%, 100% into this into moving and this dentist office and then I, I don't really say anything but I've noticed you know the the partner the friend he's he does a few things you know he'll he'll do I don't know what he does because I'm not involved but but I'll hear my friend talk about that he does that he, the partner will do a few things here and there because he's under so much pressure doing the other stuff and so um, I was in the vicinity I'm very good at I don't know if I should admit this, but I'm very good at eavesdropping when needed. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm listening 
to my friend talk to the partner on the phone and he never complains he never complains he just does his thing you know and he has his partner on speaker but he's in the other room so my friend does his thing he never complains he digs his heels in he does what he needs to do to be successful he goes the extra mile and his friend on or the partner on the other end is talking constantly of course about all the hardships he's in how difficult it is you know blah 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 so his friend mentions that he's just ready to have his life back ready to own his life to be in control of his life to be focused on his family to be focused on the things that are important in his life and so on and so forth so as I stood there I thought to myself isn't this interesting the one friend or partner that doesn't quite get it in order for him to begin the process of owning his life, owning his future, having and having his family back, putting his focus on his family, that first starts with gratitude. Many people do not understand that you can say the word gratitude. Gratitude is not something we talk about it's something we feel so until the partner feels gratitude even as far as never once did i hear that partner thank my friend for you know what dude i know you're carrying us right now i know you're doing everything that needs to be done in order for us to be successful. I know that you're making sure the actual building and physical building is being built. You're dealing with the subs. You're doing everything. And the partner has doesn't have the wherewithal to even show gratitude that direction. The fact that my friend is carrying everything and not complaining, but carrying everything yet. The partner still has the audacity to still talk about, you know, when am I going to get my life back? When am I going to get my feet on the ground? So what the brilliant thing here is, is that many people live life backwards. This partner is looking for ownership, wanting to have all these things back in his life, looking to bloom, but he doesn't understand as long as he continues to live life based upon what he's not getting, who is unfair to him, the things he's unhappy about, and as long as his focus is on the things that he's struggling with, those things are all based around negative negativity, a negative return. So there's absolutely no way that he can get something positive. So it's like, it's like growing a garden. So the partner goes out and he, he puts down the seeds of what he wants. Okay, I want more balance. I want more focus on my life. I want to have my life back. So he's planting all of these seeds. But then he walks away from those seeds and he doesn't water them. He doesn't have gratitude for them. He doesn't spend time with those seeds. But then he stands behind the fence of this garden all upset because his seeds are not blooming. They're not becoming. Well, it's because his focus 
is all about what he doesn't want, so he's standing behind the fence. What's not fair to him, he's not bothering to water the seeds. He's focused on everything that's unfair. He's just wandering around the seeds, not putting his energy energy into the seeds. My point is this. If an individual wants what they want, they need to be deliberately aware that wherever they are putting their energy is what they're going to get in return. Wherever they are focused and whatever they are talking about, whatever they are angry, most frustrated about, because anger and frustration is the evil sister to gratitude. So if that's where they're putting their energy and focus, that's what they're getting back in return. And so I just think it's quite interesting that this individual doesn't even have the wherewithal because this individual is so selfish right now. Selfishness, by the way, creates more stress. It creates more downfall because you are only focused on you, your needs, your wants, your selfish ways, which does not allow gratitude and the brilliance of blooming to even happen because selfishness is negativity. You cannot build and grow a plant while being selfish. Therefore, your life does not bloom and become when you're selfish anyway. It just really was something that was like, man, it was a jab. I felt like it was a jab to me because, Ray, you and I are that type of person. We, when we tell you we're in, we're all in. When we tell you we're going to do something, we do that thing. When we are committed to whatever we're committed to, 100% we are committed to it. So majority of people in on this earth just simply don't understand how life works and again I'll say it till I'm blue in the face there is a process to life it is not an accidental thing that happens it's not something we all just kind of do life doesn't just happen to us the things that happen in life we absolutely create now of course hiccups happen that here and there but for the most part life is based around the gratitude you own the point of view you choose to take and where you put your energy and focus oh my gosh I cannot believe I rant and raped over that for like freaking 10 minutes it doesn't matter oh gosh Thank you for listening, even though you're probably plugging your ears or put me on mute, Ray. I know because you you like said, okay, you don't always have to talk about this stuff, but I haven't really talked about this stuff for like a couple weeks because I'm trying to give people a break, okay, because they don't need to hear my ranting and raving all the time. So anyway, oh my gosh, I even am kind of lightheaded. I think I talked without taking, uh, what is it, what is it, air. Okay, anyway, I love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ray. I miss you. And I'm looking forward to seeing your cute little face. Okay, dare to be better with Ray and Sid. Sydney, everybody else out there, what's up, y'all? You know what's annoying is, just like you said, I had my portion of this done, I would say, eight out of ten minutes. And I actually originally was going to have the lead on this and I was going to feed it to you so you could respond. But of course, what happens? You're eight minutes in, you got a phone call 
and I'm using my phone to do this. So it's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Can I say son of a bitch on the podcast? Well, I guess it's too late to ask. The horse is out of the barn, right? Um, and by the time I got around to, you know, amending it now, you already sent your uh, piece and you told me you were going to volley the, uh, the lead off and that was fine. Uh, being that you got to it before me, before I could pick up the pieces... And I didn't want to just, you know, take over from when the phone call happened because, you know, you lose all, I I lose perspective. I forget, you know, where I left off and it's just a mess. It's just better if I start it. And uh, at the moment I'm parked, I'm not driving. Even if I was, it'd be hands-free, but I don't like the distractions myself. So I'm pulled over right now. I'm not actually driving yet. I can wait a few minutes. I'm in a position where I can actually chill for a minute. Doesn't happen often. But um, to quickly address what you were talking about with those two partners. Um, well, first of all, the fact that you're being accosted in burger joints and it's like, wait a second, I know that voice. <laughs> now, did they mention or did they specify whether or not they loved your voice or was it nails on a chalkboard? Because I've gotten both. <laughs> I've been told on my Ray Powers Hour show that I talk too much. And the fact that it's a music-based talk show, I guess, uh, gets lost on them, but that's okay. It's really cool that you're being recognized by your voice. And it's like, wait a second. I know that voice. I listen to that podcast. That's a super cool feeling. It'll get really annoying when it's like you're walking every five feet and we've got millions of downloads instead of many thousands and now you're being stopped at every uh, every juncture. Imagine what Joe Rogan goes through. First world problems, right? There you go. Uh, oh, to address your two partners. You know, it happens in any relationship. It can be a four-member band. It can be a husband and wife. It can be anything where there's a perceived idea of a democracy. Nothing's a democracy. There's always one leader, one engine, one persona, one party who's going to do the heavy lifting. And very, very rarely do you find a perfect split where two people are, you know, shouldering the responsibilities equally. It gets even more rare when you add more people to the mix. You know, like I said, I was in bands my whole life. And uh, usually, even if I was the last one in, I was the new kid, I wound up being the de facto leader. By sheer fact of, you know, everyone looked to me for keys. What key is the song in? You know, what's the arrangement here? Before I knew it, you know, I'm running things. <laughs> Whether or not I wanted to. That was the case. It's the case now, in fact, with this new uh, new band that picked me up and uh, was posted, you know, Spotville for a couple of uh, sets, and you know, we'll see how that goes. It's working well, so I'm liking it. But you're not going to get people filling equal roles. It just doesn't happen that way. You know, one person's doing all the lifting and doing all the hard work and staying late and doing everything else and 
the partner is just going, oh, why isn't this going faster? Well, if you get off your ass and did more, it might. Because the watch pot never boils. This person's just watching while the other person, their day is flying because they're always busy. But that's my two cents on that. You know, you can never get a perfect partnership. It just doesn't happen. You know, you always get the husband runs the family, the wife runs the family, wears the pants in the family, so to speak. It's always one person that does more. It just works out that way. Otherwise, I would tell you how busy my week is, but that's getting more annoying to people than uh, you talking about, you know, your two or three catchphrases all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. We know you're busy. We know you wanted it. We know you're only mildly complaining. Shut up. <laughs> but what kind, what kind of busy? Actually, it's not as bad as it's been. May was just absolutely insane. And again, I wasn't complaining, but it was just off the charts. Unprecedented. June in comparison is just normal chaos, which is like, hey, it's a step back. It's almost like a vacation. Finally finished my daughter's room. That took entirely too long, partially because I didn't take your advice on the paint with the monochrome colors because the girls wanted trim. They wanted the trim to pop. That's fine, except the room is all molding, all trim everywhere. It's corners, it's crevices. It's like, you know, like, um, I guess is Fenway Park a good example? I don't know. All these odd little angles and stuff and everything has to be painted and addressed and you know I can't go to sleep if I paint a jagged line anywhere that has to be perfect like a surgeon so I take my steady hand and the tape doesn't work because the walls are old and where I mudded the tape is taking off the paint because the paint is only on there by virtue of a prayer you know with the dry mud on there so with new walls, fresh rock, it would adhere a lot better. But even the best paint, even Benjamin Moore paint, you know, it can only stick so much. And if you leave that edger tape on there too long, it's going to take it right off. So it just made more work. And, you know, old rooms in an old home with jagged edges, I had to create artificial horizon lines everywhere. So... It looks good. It looks really good. But man, it took way too long. So flooring guy is coming tomorrow. I'm not doing the floor myself. I was told it's real easy. I was told you just snap it together and you just score it and you snap it when you want to cut it. Again, I have way too many little crevices and tricky spots in that room. The flooring guy is going to want to kill me or she's probably going to charge me, you know, a fortune for all the extra work and all the extra boards he has to use and waste because of all the uh, cutting involved and the, uh, you know, the saying a good friend of mine uh, coined the phrase and I don't know if they coined the phrase 10% is 90%. You know, it's all in the details. So we'll see how that goes. I'm on to the next rooms already. I'm looking to rip up all the carpet. The entire house was wall to wall carpet and wallpaper. And <laughs> they say God gives you only things that you can handle, not more. Well, apparently he thinks I have some pretty wide shoulders, man. 
<sighs> it's okay. I like these projects. I really do. I turned into suburban dad one day. I used to be this snotty 17-year-old kid who used to make fun of guys like me. You know, I'm now three times that age. And I was like, can you imagine how lame it is to be a suburban dad? Be excited because your weed whacker arrived. Well, I can't tell you how excited I was a couple of summers ago when my new battery-powered weed whacker arrived with all the nylon cord and everything else that came with it. And man, I was just fit to be tied. I was out there with my safety goggles and my gloves and I was out there trimming like an MF, man. I was loving life. <laughs> See, I, I rambled too. I have no idea what I was talking about. There's no traffic right now. It's quiet, eerily quiet. It's like everybody else is somewhere else. They didn't tell me where they were going, but that's okay. You and I have been going on that uh, unbeaten path forever. The road less traveled. You know, they talk about the 1%. They didn't follow the crowd, right? They're all going that way. They're all going to find similar results, right? And have to share that big pie with that many hands in it, right? We'll go this way. It may be an abject disaster and it may be the best thing we ever found. We don't know until we get there. So I like the road less traveled. I like traveling with you, Sid. I think uh, I think you and I are into something. And so does so do a lot of other people. A lot to downloads even in the off season it's amazing how that happened so thank you all for the downloads sid's right you guys are the best you guys and girls and uh sid you're awesome too i can't wait to do this with you across the table again where you can reach across and strangle me <laughs> see i projected that i was thinking you and uh i i put it on you i made you the bad one i made you the evil partner that you are. <laughs> You're the best. That's all I got, kids. 